Hello, and welcome to The Missing Ingredient with Gwen. I'm your host, Gwen. I'm a certified functional medicine life coach, and I created this podcast to share ideas that will support you to recover from burnout, to lose uncomfortable weight, to prioritize your health, and to really just feel fantastic in your life and about your life. And today is kind of a spicy, weird episode where I'm going to talk about resentment and the sort of weird undertone that's happening for us when we are experiencing a high level or a low level of resentment. And just so you know, it is a bit of a call out and it has the potential to create some discomfort for me, for you, for everyone involved. All right, let's get into it. So for the longest time, I thought someone else would make the time that I so desperately needed. I thought someone else would swoop in and see how tired I was and how badly I needed a break from life and doing all the things. And I actually had no idea this was going on until I started to notice and then question the amount of resentment I was experiencing on the regular. Now, this is actually a common thread throughout my life. This idea that someone else would swoop in and support me, maybe financially or emotionally, and probably just really in all the ways. Now, mostly, I blame growing up with fairy princess movies, letting me know endlessly that that's how it actually was going to be, right? (laughs) That once I met a man who seemed like a prince, I would be happy and fulfilled and everything would be great. Okay, all jokes aside, I did actually have that framework built into my brain. I had this idea that I couldn't do it on my own. And I know that makes me sound super lame, but it's how it was in my brain. Not consciously. I didn't know it was there, but quietly, deep in the deep, dark programming, it was in there on loop. That's how these things are, right? They're not obvious like walls and ceilings. They're the framework inside the walls that hold the outside together. What that means is the framework inside causes us to think and believe certain things that we don't really notice, but that cause us to act or to do things in a certain way that create certain results for us. And I was sort of stuck in this and I was stuck in this victim mode or emotionally immaturity for most of my life. And the truth is, my sweet love, I have to work really hard in the best way possible to not fall back into this network of beliefs and thoughts and actions. It takes effort every day to own my own shit. Also, Referring to myself as a victim makes me want to dislike myself immediately, but that's not necessary and it's not on point. It's not what I'm doing anymore. Being a victim is essentially a learned behavior and survival mechanism that often comes from a history that is all twisted up and messy. It's not something that we should judge ourselves negatively for ever, not not at all, no more. No more of that. (laughs) 
It's also not the identity that we want to own anymore either, right? I think I've done an episode on that, on the importance of creating the identity that we want, not the one that we've created out of our childhood experience or out of, you know, the life we've had. So I just want to touch quickly on the victim identity and what it can look or sound or maybe feel like. It's things like withdrawing after being criticized or misunderstood, wanting to give up when things get hard, often because there's a belief that things never work out for us or that we are the problem. Repressed rage that can come out as depression or fatigue or just like the blahs. And I mean, this has been me in a huge way historically, and it can still come up if I'm not careful. I had so much buried rage that I would like slap a smile and a joke on and go about my life trying to make other people happy and trying to create safety until at some point I would explode and then feel ashamed and like something was deeply wrong with me and like I was broken and out of control. And then I would kind of look for other people to bring me out of that. Often, victims will unconsciously have challenges or dramas as a way of getting attention or receiving love. Um, They can feel alone or lonely even when surrounded by people. And often, victims will push people away as a way to collect their energy. So fun, right? Now, I am not saying that if you're experiencing resentment in your life right now, you are identifying as a victim, but they really do go hand in hand. Sorry, I know, but just stick with me. Stay with me here. Don't leave me. (laughs) These things can come from, when we look at that victim kind of mentality, they can come from childhood experiences of not feeling seen or accepted and creating a belief that something is wrong with you as an individual. And that's not something that we ever want to judge, right? That's your childhood self trying to be loved. That's something that we learned through the lifetime that we were handed. If you want to learn more about your hidden sort of characteristics, I highly recommend checking out the book or the website, Positive Intelligence. It's written by a man, Shazard Charmine. And I did a program with PQ last winter, and it was a real eye-opener for me. Let me tell you. I loved it. It was fantastic. Okay, let's reel this in because, as mentioned, if you are experiencing resentment in your life in a big way, that doesn't mean that you are necessarily identifying or experiencing a victim mentality, but it might mean that you're sort of dipping into it. So I kind of wanted to just weave that in to this conversation, but let's talk about how this all applies to resentment. All right, that's what we're here for. And just to clarify, today we're talking about resentment in relationships or, you know, with your parents or spouse or coworker or friend or whatever. Um, and you might not like this. You might not like what I have to say. And I just want you to observe it and try not to throw up boundaries or barriers and try and just sit with that discomfort or what what is making you start to question what is making you dislike the things that I say today right just 
C. What is that about? Because I'm going to just say it. I'm going to say this stuff out loud, even though it might upset you. (laughs) Resentment is something we feel when we're not meeting our own needs. It's something that happens when we give our power away to someone else and have expectations that someone else will know what we want or what we need. It's a quiet belief that someone else is responsible for us feeling a certain way. Now, before you hang up on me, (laughs) please know that I am fully aware that there are going to be exceptions to this to some degree, always. If you're in a bad situation and aren't ready to actually hear these things right now or to see things from this perspective, I love you with all of my dang heart and I am sending you the tremendous courage that is required to access help and support in a safe place. And I really mean that, okay? But if you are ready for this, if you are ready for a bit of sort of hard coaching around this, then stick with me here. Stay with me. Because even in harsh circumstances, resentment is something that causes us to suffer and nobody else. It's our own experience. We own it. We choose it and then we own it. Right? Such a bummer. (laughs) And I know I might be out on a limb here with some of you and I understand But I also know that when we start taking responsibility is when things start to get good. It doesn't mean we let hurtful people hurt us. It usually means the opposite. It means we no longer let hurtful people hurt us because we are taking full responsibility for our needs and our actions and our requirements as an individual, right? When I was a kid, My father was, and actually still is, emotionally abusive in like a pretty legit way. And for a long ass time, I resented the hell out of him. And that made me stay in victim mode. That made me stay in suffer mentality. That perpetuated my lack of power and belief in myself. In my relationship, I wanted my husband to rescue me from needing to be a grown-up and maturing into an emotional adult. I wanted my kids to fulfill me enough that I didn't need to do the work required for me to to continue working towards emotional maturity, which is an ongoing process. Let's be real here. But when these relationships didn't meet my expectations, I felt resentful. I felt angry. I felt like what is going on? Don't they know the agreement that we created? Don't they know the rules? Don't my, doesn't my husband see how clearly I need a break from having to be an emotional mature person as a parent? That shit is exhausting, right? Do you feel me? It's like, doesn't he know that I need time? Doesn't he know that I need someone to come in and do these activities or these chores or this stuff for me. But no, they don't know. And ultimately, it's not their responsibility to create the environment where I get to feel calm and safe and taken care of. That is my job. It is not their responsibility. It's not my husband's responsibility to to be observing my experience of my life And to be looking and scanning perpetually for the areas that I need support in. I am not saying that he shouldn't do his fair share of adulting, 
but he shouldn't have to carry mine. The truth is, most of us have our needs being met for the most part, but still we're not able to, number one, ask or say what we want, often because of fears about being left or being unloved or being high maintenance or all kinds of messy things. This creates resentment for us. Number two, we struggle to acknowledge that it's our responsibility to ask or say what we want and what we need. And this has zero to do with being demanding or high maintenance and everything to do with actually knowing what we want and need in order to feel grounded or happy or empowered or peaceful or whatever. And this creates resentment. Number three, understand that when we take ownership of our life and our needs and ourselves, it is scary as fuck and also freeing as can be. Not only for us, but for for everyone around us. When we do this, we no longer feel resentful and instead start learning how to set boundaries in our lives and for ourselves. When clients start telling their spouse what they're going to do from a place of wholeness, not from a place of resentment, the spouse is like, cool. Or maybe they're like, that's a bit of pain in my ass, but okay. (laughs) When we ask for things from resentment, it feels like control and anger and fear and totally just bad vibes. And so our people are like, what the frack is with her? What the hell did I even do? I just got home from work for crying out loud, right? And underneath this is the confusion of, I've been trying to meet all your rules and still it's not enough. Number four, we cannot change other people or their behavior to suit our needs exactly. We need to do it ourselves because we are the only ones who really know what we want or what we need. When we try to make other people responsible for our peace and our calmness and our ability to handle life and its shitstorms, we are choosing to suffer. We are choosing to give our power away, and that creates resentment. Number five, you don't need anyone to make you feel a certain way. Nobody is responsible for how you feel but you. You don't need anyone. Not to make you happy, not to make you healthy or successful or financially free or peaceful or safe or loved. You don't need other people to make time for you to rest or to recharge or take a nap. You don't do those things. It is your job. Nobody else can do it for you. Trust me, I have tried. Now, that doesn't mean we don't need other people in our lives. It just means we don't need them to be responsible for knowing what we need and make it happen for us. And listen, a lot of people I work with will come to me because they say they don't know what they need. And I get that. But also, we always know what we need. We're just really fucking good at not listening or trusting ourselves. A lot of us have grown up with the manual telling us that, Other people know better. Our parents know what we should do. We should go to school and get a good job and buy a house in a safe neighborhood and have grandchildren for them, right? Our employer knows what we should do. We should buy into their workplace and give them everything and sacrifice our time and our soul so we help their business succeed and thrive. 
Our spouse also knows what we should do. We should be loving and supportive of their dreams. And we should love giving blowjobs after a long day of work and bringing joy to our children's lives, right? Also, our children know what we should do. We should make them a snack and then we should plan their lives so it resembles a carnival weekend and we should never get tired or yell or want to leave. We go through life ticking the boxes and disconnecting from ourselves. And then we wonder why we're not happy and why we feel so much resentment towards the people and the things we've worked so freaking hard for. Number six, feeling resentful is a giant smoke signal that we are giving our power away. And it can feel like a lack of control and a lack of freedom and a lack of confidence and feeling helpless or helpless and frustrated. It's what will crush a relationship. And it's confusing as hell for someone who has a hidden tendency for being a victim or people pleasing or an avoider of big bad feelings, right? Now, if this lands with you, In the least, I want you to ask yourself a few questions right now with zero judgment attached to whatever answer comes up for you. All right? Are you ready? (laughs) Number one, in what area or areas of your life are you letting other people be responsible for you or your feelings or your emotions? Number two, What or who do you blame for your current challenges or struggles or problems? Number three, what do you need other people to do for you so that you feel whatever it is you desire to feel? What do you need other people to do for you? Number four, what if you are 100% responsible for creating those feelings? What would you need to do? Okay, my beautiful love. I know today I might sound a bit harsh and and it might not quite land, but honestly, this is work I personally have been deep into for the last many years and I truly love it and I want it for everybody. I love it for you and for anyone who's stuck in resentment mode because even though it feels counterintuitive to let other people off the hook when it comes to having our needs met, It is the ultimate empowering move in our own life. It's what we do when we want to build those boundaries and build that self-confidence and a sense of autonomy in a world that still inadvertently encourages women to give our power away. F that. So see your resentment towards anyone in your life, either past or present, as an indication of required self-discovery. What do you need? What is missing? What is missing in your life? What what did you need in that time? How can you fulfill that yourself? And how can you solve the problem? How can you solve the problem? Some people want to push back on this with things like, my husband should know that I need a break at the end of a long day and I shouldn't have to ask for it. I shouldn't have to do everything around the house. I have a full-time job too and any number of things like that, right? Like I have those thoughts, everybody has those thoughts and I get it. It would be fantastic if all the husbands in the world knew all the things and did all the things. But 
sometimes they're just not doing it or they're not getting it or you're not getting what you need from them. He's not making it happen. And your resentment isn't helping you out at all. It's hurting you. So what are you going to do about it, right? Are you going to hire someone? Are you going to get a sex toy to take care of that business? Are you going to communicate your needs and workshop ideas from a place of ownership? Are you going to start booking even mini moments of time for yourself every day? What are you going to do about it? So you're not rotting inside. So you're not rotting your insides with resentment and frustration and feeling powerless. This is one of those episodes where I thought I was going to wrap it up like 10 minutes ago, and then I ended up on a tangent. If you're still here, you are a total dream. If you want to do me a huge favor, share this podcast with your friends and family, maybe this episode or maybe a different one that feels more relevant to what they're going through. And if you do want to learn more about working with me one-to-one, follow the link in the show notes to sign up for the waitlist. There's no obligations or strings attached to signing up, but there is a limit to the amount of people I can work with at one time. So don't dilly-dally if you're curious about what your life would be like if you had a personal coach. Pro tip, it will be awesome. (laughs) And never forget that you are worthy of the investment in you creating and having a life that you love and feel good and healthy and happy in. You are worthy of that. You are worthy of living a life that you love and you enjoy and that is on your terms. And the truth is you are already enough and beautiful and incredible and spectacular and worthy. And if you sometimes forget that, that's okay. I am here to remind you. 